You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Hey, if you don't like it, go to Russia. And we're back on The Pipeline Show. We've uh, talked about Sweden. We've looked at the uh, United States. Now we're going to talk about uh, Russia. And uh, as always, annual tradition here on The Pipeline Show, if we're going to talk about Russia, we need to talk to a Russian. Slava Malamud is back on The Pipeline Show. Uh, Slava, welcome back. How are things? Oh, things are great. Thanks. Looking forward to uh, talking about the juniors again. I'm getting... Uh... Get my junior Jones. Uh, excellent. Uh, well, this this year the uh, the Russians in a very tough pool uh, with Canada, with the United States, mm-hmm. the Czech Republic playing at home. They're going to be tough, and even Germany this year looks like uh, they're not going to be a pushover. Uh, what do you make of uh, of Russia in this pool, and and just how competitive it's going to be? I think it actually plays right into Bragin's hands because he kind of likes to place his uh, cards close to the vest. He kind of uh, always uses the pool stage to sort of get the guys going a little bit. I don't think he really places a lot of stock into finishing first in the pool. Uh, and, you know, Russian, his teams have uh, kind of been slow starters historically, and they kind of got going in the playoffs. So I think that uh, he's actually probably looking forward to facing this tough opposition. You know, it's uh, you don't want to get like Belarus and Switzerland uh, <laughs> to, to start with. Getting you know, getting your same Canada that gets the guys fired up, and it's, of course the Czech crowd. It's probably going to be the one game that's going to sell out in the, in the entire tournament is whenever the Czechs are playing. Yeah. So that's going to be a good, uh, uh, good adrenaline boost for the team. I think I think that's actually something that he's uh, he's very comfortable with. When you look at the uh, the Russian roster, and as you and I are speaking, I think we don't have a, the final roster yet. There'll there'll still be a mm-hmm. few cuts. But is there one yep. aspect of the team that you think? gives Russia an advantage in some way that they have something on their team that, that is better than what somebody else has? I think not even, I wouldn't even look at other teams. I would just compare it to um, Russia's teams of old. Okay. And one thing that, that really does uh, ju- uh, jump out at me is that we're actually much, much more solid on the back end than we mm-hmm. traditionally are. Uh, the goalies are usually pretty good for Russia, and but most of the times, the rest of the team just, you know, Taps their pads before the before the opening face off, and then just the next time they see them is in the locker room because <laughs> <laughs> we're not very strong in our own backhand. But this time the defense looks very very solid, and we have a lot of guys there with um, KHL experience. We have some guys that uh, have really acquitted themselves well in the last year's juniors and in the U18s, and uh, it looks like a solid solid uh, defensive pairings. Uh, if anything. We've got the injury-riddled offense looks a little suspect this year. All right, well, let's start with the blue line then. And uh, for the the casual NHL fan who doesn't watch or follow junior hockey all that closely and is only going to watch the World Junior Championship, who are the the main guys on Russia's defense that that you think will will really uh, run the show for them? Well, we'll start, of course, with Alexander Romanov uh, from Seska Moscow. Uh, there's the guy who last year was named uh, the, the best defend, defenseman of the juniors, and he was only 18 back then. Um, he was on a, in a regular rotation for Seiska during the Gagarin Cup run, one of the people people who led them to their first ever post-Soviet uh, title. Uh, he's uh, really, at his Tender age of 19, which I've heard of for a defenseman playing against men in the KHL. He's one of the most uh, uh, trusted and reliable defensemen on that team, and he's probably going to be the uh, 
the power play quarterback on that team, and uh, he's definitely he can definitely score from the blue line. Uh, we also have uh, Zhuravlov from Kazan, who also played last year on the last year team, and he's been really really good in in Akbar's in the KHL this year. Uh, it looks like that's going to be the top pairing right there. Um, you guys probably know better about Zamula than I do, since he's playing yes. in, uh, in, 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 the, in the Canadian Hockey League. Um, Misul is okay. Galinuk also playing in the KHL. So these are the guys with the, you know experience playing against against men, and uh, probably probably those five at least are going to look good. Um, you know. So I mean I'm I'm gonna assume that Zamula is good because he's actually playing quite well in the Western Hockey League. So uh, the the defense, like I said, um, compared to other Russian teams of all, it looks quite solid. The one player I wanted to ask about, and I know you're in the states, so I don't know how much you're watching uh, of the, the KHL, but Danila Galenyuk, if I've, I've, I've probably mm-hmm. destroyed that uh, pronunciation, but he has <laughs> he has eight points in 34 games for uh, Petersburg, which is also the team that uh, Vasily Podkolzin and Kirill Marchenko play yeah. for. He has more points than both of those guys. That surprises me because we hear so much about certainly Pod Colson, who has yeah. no points so far this year in the KHL. Galinuk, Galinuk is actually Galinuk is the second uh, top scoring defenseman for Ska this year. Uh, it's incredible for a kid who's 19. Uh, well, and and he doesn't play power. He doesn't it doesn't do much power play uh, no. for them either. Which is I mean all most of those points are uh, up five and five. He's just uh, he's he's being trusted by the coaches there. He uh, he plays well in his own defensive zone, and uh, they they're just gonna let him uh, pinch up an offense and then contribute. And he's he's doing great. I mean, he's got lots of natural talent. So yeah, that's that's one. Of, he's probably gonna be in the second pairing, and uh, he looks very good. Excellent. Slava Malmud, my guest, as we uh, look at Team Russia ahead of the uh, 2020 World Junior Championship. Let's go to the forwards. Uh, and when I ask my audience who's going to lead the tournament in scoring, inevitably uh, the name uh, uh, Vasily Podkolzin comes up. And I, I don't get it. Why? This guy has no points in the KHL this year. During the uh, the Canada-Russia series, uh, the CHL and the Russians, he had, I think, one assist in six games. Yep. Where is this offense supposedly coming from? Because he's not—he's produced nothing this year. Yeah, he's in the—he's in the Schneid. I mean, after being a, a top ten pick, pick by the Canucks, he's just not—he's not having a great season. The, the Super Series was really bad for him. Um, He's—if uh, you look at—if you go all the way back last year into last year's uh, juniors. Uh, he he played a lot uh, on the penalty kill, I think, and he he was actually taking um, some of the more down and dirty type of uh, responsibilities. He was on uh, he was down down low in the crease. He was kind of helping to set up his teammates. He was screening the goalie a lot. So maybe he's uh, uh, getting ready for the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> getting getting down and physical is important. Uh, but uh, there's no doubt he has lots of national talent. He's very, very skilled. Yeah. Maybe well, just that kind of year, and maybe this is just opportunity for him to uh, to get off the schneid. I remember he scored a goal in Edmonton. Actually, I think it was in Red Deer in the Holinka Gretzky Cup in 2018, and it was an unbelievable goal. Since then, I haven't seen him do anything. And now I'm, I can't <laughs> say I've I watch him on a continuous basis or or anything like that, but. Let's just say I am still waiting to be wowed uh, by Vasily Podkolzin. Um, 
Okay, who is going to lead this team in scoring? Again, if it's not Pud Colson, uh, who are the uh, you know the top two or three guys to watch for for the Russians? Well, Alexander Hovano yes. is uh, another one, another player you you guys see on a daily basis, and he's uh, of course he's really dying to prove himself since um, this is the guy who was um, not always trusted by the team. Uh, he was uh, cut for last year's uh, juniors. He was cut from the U18s in Chelyabinsk. He was really looking forward to play in, uh, in home soil in the U18 last year. It didn't work out for him. Uh, there were some personality issues. There were some issues with uh, with coaches that you know didn't really quite like him, I guess. Uh, so this is good. This is a good chance for him, and he looks looks to be the uh, the top center. And he's like the only real good top center this team has. If if he, if he goes down, God forbid, we have no one uh, to step in and, and be as good as he can be. Uh, unfortunately, uh, his best line mate, Zavtorodny, uh, broke his collarbone, so mm-hmm. he's out. Um, we have uh, a couple of other guys who are, who are down. Uh, Pavel Rotenberg has been cut. Uh, so this 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 offense is, is kind of uh, uh, slapped together out of <laughs> whatever we get. But uh, Denisenko is very good. Uh, he was really, really good last year. Uh, last year's uh, juniors, he was—I think—he was Russia's leading scorer. So, of course, they're, they're going to be looking to him as the best scorer on the wing. And uh, Marchenko, who wasn't really good last year, uh, and he was kind of very young still back then, uh, but he's really good and was Scott with St. Petersburg this year in the KHL. I think in the last eight games, he's almost like a point per game, mm. which is again at his age is great. He seems to be on an upswing. Just as Pot Colson seems to be on a downswing, Marchenko seems to be on an upswing. And uh, I'm uh, looking forward, definitely looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, so the offense, I mean, the, there is talent there. The question is whether there's a lot of uh, uh, secondary scoring because of all the injuries. This is where uh, if uh, if the Havana line gets sh- shut down, do they have enough? Uh, coming off the bench to uh, to pick up the slack. Um, not as confident as I was last year and the previous years in this offense, uh, but certainly enough talent. You know, and as you know, with good defense and solid goaltending, you don't really need all that much. Yeah. So well, I wonder whether Russia can uh, can win in, with, in that situation. All right. Well, let's go to the goaltenders then. And uh, I know everybody over here wants to see Yaroslav Askarov in, in net, but he's 17 mm-hmm. and the other two guys are 19. Uh, from your In your opinion, who is the starting netminder for Russia? I don't think Askarov is quite ready yet. I mean, I Russian coaches don't usually trust um, very, very talented and very, very young guys. Look at Amir Miftahov, who went to the to the juniors last year, yeah. and he was unquestionably the number one U18 goalie in 2018. He went to the juniors, but he sat. <laughs> he was number three. And that's probably where Askarov is going to fit, unless both Miftahov and Asayev uh, underperform or get hurt. Because Miftahov is, is really good. He is definitely the uh, the leading goalie in this birth year, but uh, uh, Isayev um, uh, has um, actually, you know what? To think of it, to think of it, if 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 you look at how if how Starov played lately um, in the Four Nations, 
he played quite well, he might break through. I think this is a situation where you uh, where you might. I, I think he might give uh, Askarov a chance because uh, at this point, I mean, he, he, he's got three solid goalies. If he uh, if he uses the the group the group uh, stage to sort of uh, let them compete with each other, anything can happen. But I would still look at Miftahov as probably the uh, the favorite to be in on that. But all, all the previous years, every time I try to pick Bragin's mind on who's going to be the goalie <laughs> and try to get inside his, his his thought process, I invariably wound up being wrong. <laughs> so at this point. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that he's a Dragon is a goaltending genius when it comes to dealing with his goalies and just we'll see how things play out. But again, just looking at Miftahov's path, path from the start at, from the start of the U18 to being the young goalie who was trusted to be on the bench last year, he seems to have the inside track. Whether or not he winds up being a goalie when the when the playoffs start, uh, who knows. Slava, when you look at the uh, the tournament as a whole, is this a year where Russia comes home with a medal? And if so, what color? I think they'll come home with a medal. Uh, traditionally, they always do very well, and and uh, in, in Europe, uh, I think the uh, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of Russian fans on hand, and I I think the the very tough group they're coming out of is actually going to be to their advantage. Uh, their their goal is to to be in the final at least. Uh, I'm thinking uh, semifinals is uh, the absolute uh, the absolute minimum. If they don't make it to the semifinals, that's unquestionably a huge failure. Uh, they got Igor Larionov and Nikolai Habibulin as coaches. I'm not sure how much that's gonna, <laughs> that's going to be of a difference, but you know, uh, this, this is definitely a team that. That has a lot more publicity now than it used to because of these two big names and the, and the coaching staff. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for Podkolzin to break, to break through, to get off the Schneid, to finally show Vancouver why they drafted him in the top ten. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking for this team to uh, to actually look solid in all three in all three positions, which is not something that we've seen a lot. Well, it should be a fun tournament. Uh, Slava, I really appreciate your time uh, to preview uh, Team Russia for me, and uh, we'll do it again in 12 months. <laughs> Thank you. All right. There's Slava Malamud, always a great uh, preview of Team Russia ahead of the World Junior Championship, and uh, always enjoyable to follow Slava on Twitter as well, if you're not already. Although he does get quite political at times, and uh, that's one of the reasons I don't get political, at least I really try not to, uh, on Twitter is because... Everything is so d- divisive these days that uh, you're either going to have people uh, completely agree with you or completely disagree with you. And uh, I try to respect uh, my entire audience and whatever their political beliefs are. Uh, everybody has a right to those. When it comes to hockey, though, the Russians, to me, they're always it's always really interesting because I never can put my finger on what to expect ahead of time from the Russians. Uh, they've had years where they've dominated, and, and I didn't expect them to, and they've had years where they were just average, and I thought they would be a lot better. And part of that is because I, I don't get to see these players play on a regular basis. And when they come over and they play in the um, CHL Super Series, I mean, this year, the, the guys who stood out for Russia in that series were the guys playing in North America, like Alexander Hovanov. So those are the players that I'm more familiar with and looking forward to uh, watching in the World Junior Championship. But I am 
I, I mentioned the name uh, Danila Galinyak. I, I am intrigued by him and just uh, the way he's been able to outscore his bigger, more well-known teammates, including Vasily Podkolzin. And listen, I, I think people are probably going to think that I have something against Podkolzin uh, and that I'm looking to see him fail. That's not the case. I just haven't seen what all the hype is about yet outside of that one goal he scored down in uh, Red Deer during the Holinka Gretzky Cup. That was fantastic. He, he has skill. I just don't know why there is zero production coming from him. And uh, maybe this is the tournament where he turns that around. Who knows? But if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan, are you excited right now about uh, Pud Colson? If you are, tell me why. Uh, I'm curious to know. Uh, you can always hit me up on Twitter at TPS underscore Guy. All right, from Russia, we go to Finland. Uh, next up, we're going to look at the uh, the Finns with the help of Juni Niemanen, who is uh, based here in Edmonton, uh, but is from Helsinki and uh, has become, like Slava, uh, a regular here on uh, the Pipeline Show's World Junior Preview. So we'll look at Finland next here on the Pipeline Show. Tigers can't clear. Balamaki again. He'll go cross ice. Sandu spin shot, save, rebound, score! Balamaki makes it a 5-3 game. Hey, it's Balamaki from the Tri-State Americans, and you're listening to Pipeline Show. Nothing compares to the smile on a child's face after their wish has been granted. The Rainbow Society of Alberta is dedicated to granting wishes throughout the province to children who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or severe chronic medical illness. And you can help too. View the wishes, refer a child, and donate at rainbowsociety.ab.ca or get involved as a volunteer. Having a wish come true fills a child's heart with hope and happiness. Visit rainbowsociety.ab.ca today.